Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to encourage you to check out our other Time of Grace podcasts, like the podcast Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. If you don't know Amber, she is smart, she's witty, she's insightful, she's honest, she's blunt, she's comforting, she's amazing. You're going to love her. So just search for Little Things wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now on to today's episode. Have you heard about the unforgivable sin? Maybe you've come up with your own unforgivable sins. Well, what I'd like to do right now is share with you what Jesus says is the one sin that cannot be forgiven. It's recorded for us in Mark chapter three. And Jesus says this, Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. So the one sin, according to Jesus Christ, that cannot be forgiven is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Now the word blasphemy means to speak against. And if you speak against the Holy Spirit, you will not be forgiven. And that's what we find in the context of Mark chapter three. Some of the teachers of the law were declaring that Jesus working in the spirit was working by the spirit of the devil. Now, they were living in a very unique time in history where many of the Old Testament prophecies were being revealed through Jesus. And those prophecies said about the Messiah that he would come in the power of the Spirit and he would heal all kinds of people from diseases. He would uh, heal them from demon possession and he would preach these powerful messages. And these teachers of the law were hearing this with their own ears. They were seeing it with their own eyes and yet they were denying it. They were equating the Holy Spirit work with Satan work. And on top of that, they were trying to get other people to believe what they believed. And this is why Jesus so sternly talks to them in front of the crowd. He tells them that they are about to cross a line that they do not want to cross. In fact, we don't even know if some of them may have actually crossed that line. What we do know is this, is that the one sin that cannot be forgiven is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean for you and me? It means that we should not equate the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives or in anyone else's lives with that of the devil's. Now, the first time I learned about this sin, I went into panic mode. I immediately thought I committed this sin. Um, oftentimes when I teach on this, inevitably someone comes up to me afterwards and says, Dan, uh, I think I committed this sin against the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm gonna tell you what I was, I was told personally is that if you believe, if you are afraid that you've committed this sin, you have not committed this sin, okay? And the reason for that, the reason you can be confident of that is that you wouldn't care if you blasphemed against the Holy Spirit, if you actually had done it. It just wouldn't bother you one bit. But if you are convicted right now, thinking that maybe you have committed some sin that's unforgivable, because maybe you've been living in unrepentant sin or you've been falling into this pattern of temptation, see that as a good thing. See that as the Holy Spirit prompting you to confess and to bring these sins before the Lord so that you can be forgiven. And this is what I want you to know. You can be forgiven. Now, oftentimes when people read Mark chapter three, they, they go right to the unforgivable sin. But what did Jesus say before that? He said, truly I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. You can be forgiven all of your sins and any slander, any horrible thing you say, 
will be and can be forgiven by Jesus Christ. That is amazing news because you know what that means? That means that that sin, that sexual sin of pornography, lust, adultery, that sin of addiction to drugs or alcohol, the lies, the, the slander, the, the horrible things you've said to other people that you regret can all be forgiven by Jesus Christ. Now, maybe in your mind, you've categorized them as unforgivable, but let me say this, and, and, and I know this is gonna come off strong, but who are you? What authority do you have to determine what sins are forgivable and what sins are not? The reality is you don't have that power, only God does. And God has determined that every single one of your sins can be forgiven. Now, four years ago, I met a gentleman named Muhammad. He was from Liberia, Africa. And he and his wife uh, were looking for help for their five children. They came across our deaconess. And as he was sharing with our deaconess, uh, it came to light that he struggles with meth addiction. And he asked out loud, can I be forgiven? Well, as I got to know Muhammad's story, uh, I realized that meth was not his only problem, that he was actually using that to cover up the guilt and the shame of other sins that he had committed. Um, early on in his life, back in Liberia, when he was five or six, he was separated from his family. And just to give you some context, my youngest son is six right now. He's in kindergarten. So he's a little boy. And uh, he was taken away from his family and put into this rebel militia into the military. I don't know if you knew this or not, but still to this day, in some parts of Africa, children are taken away from their homes and handed guns. Well, that's what happened to Muhammad. He was given a gun and he was sent off to battle. And what's crazy is they would, to give these little boys courage, they would mix up cocaine and gunpowder. They call it this concoction brown brown. And they'd have them snort it to give them this courage to go out. And he had been in this army for 10 years. But thankfully, by the grace of God, he was reunited with his family at the age of 15. But only God knows what he saw and did in that 10-year period. And, and he asked me in that moment, can God forgive me my sins? And he asked that because he believed that some of the things that he had done were unforgivable. What do you think I got to share with Muhammad in that moment? I got to remind him that what Jesus said, truly I tell you, every sin that you've committed can be forgiven. And, and every uh, horrible thing you've ever uttered or said can also be forgiven. And so right then and there, I got to tell Muhammad, the Lord Jesus Christ has taken away his sin. He's nailed it to the cross. He is forgiven. That very next Sunday, Muhammad, his wife, and his five children received the gift of baptism. They had their sins washed away. They had been given that assurance and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Muhammad had not sinned. He had not blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. In fact, God and his love pursued him and gave him his Holy Spirit. And so my question to you is, can you be forgiven like Muhammad? Well, don't take it from me. Take it from the one who has the power over the devil and his demons. Take it from the one who gets to determine which sins are forgivable and which ones are not. Take it from Jesus Christ, who has declared in Mark chapter three, that every sin you've ever committed, whether in thought, word, or deed, can be forgiven by his blood shed on the cross. You are forgiven. Let's pray. Lord, um, it's time and again, I have categorized sins as unforgivable and I've lived in those sins and I'm so sorry. And today I repent of that and I recognize that your forgiveness is so much bigger than, than what I have done wrong. 
And thank you for your word that assures me of that. It's in your name we pray, amen.